Okay, welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, doing great, man. And uh, as always, let us know if you can hear us. Let us know if you can see us. I'm pretty sure we got this down by now, but... Uh, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> we screwed up on the very last one, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk. You know what? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I kept looking over here. Are we recording? My turned up? Absolutely. It looks like all the cameras are working, so I think we're good, brother. Yep. As long as we're getting some good feedback online there. And we were just talking about it, Shane. What a weekend of SEC football. Uh, Eight games here. Yeah. We got some non-conference, but, uh, so I mean... Damn near every one of the conference games is, uh, I mean, I, I'm torn on who I want to pick. Dude, I, that's an understatement. For two days now, I have been going round and round with a few of these games. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know for sure I'm going to flip-flop one of my scores on this show, but maybe two. Just depends on how I feel. Ooh. Because I think, like you said, we're heading into not just – not just pivotal matchups in the SEC championship. That's what's still in the headlines. But I think there are some games that truly are coin tosses here. And you could you could argue a victory either way. So I'm pumped up, man, because I don't think you could walk away. You cannot leave your TV. You can't. You know what I'm saying? I, it's gonna, <laughs> As soon as you leave, you're going to miss something, I believe, in one of these games. I'm going to f- be wishing... I had one of those couches that's a toilet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we might need something <laughs> like it. I haven't quite got the lazy boy with the, the beer, the fridge, yeah. you know. I'm not that bad yet. Uh, I was looking at lazy boys because, you know, why wouldn't I? I'm fat as fuck. So I'm over at the furniture store, and we're walking through this place, and now they got these little things where you can plug your phones up. Oh, you yeah. know, it's just docking station. Yep. They even got the one you can hit the button and it can it can lift you up off the off the chair, you know. I'm not like I said, I'm not quite there yet, Mike, but you're going to definitely need one of those comfortable seats Saturday because it is nonstop action from noon till midnight, brother. How about this uh comment um from Gas? New new comment. I'm not not recognize this commenter. What's up, my two Fabulous favorite cousins. Cousin Shane trying to fade his own picks. (laughs) That is very true, man. I'm telling you, man. And it is almost stressful. I had to like step away from it a couple times, you know, because I'm going through, again, we've we've talked on earlier shows. I go through scenarios. Like, what do I think how this game's going to play out? And most of the times I'm wrong, of course. But, you know, lately I've been on a heater. and, And so there's a little pressure to that, man. You know, I'm going from the Grim Reaper to the Midas Touch. You know what I'm saying? And then right. if I screw up on one, then it's all out. Then nobody, you know, they, they're back to Shane sucks at picks again. So yep. a lot of pressure here. I've went around trying to find my lock, and uh, I think I've got a good landing zone here, but I am not confident at all. Yeah, and usually I try to fade yours as well, yeah. and I flip them, I change them, but I may – you're on such a heater – I'm kind of I'm hoping and praying we got yeah. the same one this week, you know? What? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Again, bad bad gambler, good gambler. So, we'll we'll see how that plays out, brother. All right, so hey, before we get into the picks, we got we got some great games to get into here. Prize picks. Mm-hmm. Head on over to prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports. 
it's not just college football, but obviously that's all we care about here. NFL, uh, basketball, Major League Baseball, they got you all the sports covered at Prize Picks, and with the promo code SEC, just the three simple letters, they'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks, so you can have two hundred bucks to uh, daily fantasy sports over at PrizePicks.com. Are you, buddy, ready for my Prize Picks? Absolutely. I love when you do these because it kind of tips your hat a little bit where you're going. So let's see. Let's see if I can figure it out. <laughs> well, I kind of dueled one up because I didn't want to give that oh, one away. Oh, okay. But you're yeah. going to like this one, I think. K.J. Jefferson. Yeah. Two weeks to prepare. Scale down the the uh, offense. Going up against a, a Florida team that's a little heartbreak. We'll get to it. There's, they've suffered some injuries this week on the defensive side of the ball. K.J. over 29 and a half rushing yards at Florida. And obviously what's critical to this prediction, Shane, he can't be taking a bunch of sacks. Yeah. If he's taking a bunch of sacks, not going to get there. Yeah. But even if he only takes one or two sacks, I mean, that's better than six or seven like yeah. they have given up. He's such a weapon with his legs. I think he can get to 30 rushing yards on the game. Thoughts on that one? I like that one because something else we're expecting a lot in this game is a lot of rollouts. And, you know, if it ain't there, nobody can tuck it and roll it just as well. I don't want to say anybody because there's, there's a lot of mobile quarterbacks out there. Yeah. But, again, this is a guy that falls typically falls forward, so I like those. All right, how about this one, Shane? Cody Schrader, uh-huh. second in the SEC in rushing. Mizzou outstanding running back under. 63-and-a-half rushing yards at Georgia. I don't think they're going to let this man run wild in Athens under technically 64 rushing yards for Cody Schrader. Thoughts on that one? Easier said than done. Again, second leading, you know, when you're talking about rushing, all it takes is one big one, which, you know, he's been able to do against Georgia before. So 63, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, I, you could argue. I could, you could argue. I think this is going to be a committee, a little bit more of a committee with the Georgia Bulldogs. So that's why I'm leaning a little bit more with, uh, with the under there myself. Shane, they already said you were you were dead on. They're like, Mike, coming out of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> this is a jackass, Johnny Knoxville. If it, this That's what this shirt is. But uh, anyway, Shane, one more. Yep. Now, I know you're going to like this one. Mm-hmm. Lad McConkie heating up. Yeah. Tore them gators up. Over. I thought there was a mistake when I saw it. I was like, this, this can't be right. Lad McConkie over 58 and a half rece- so 59 receiving yards against Missouri. Missouri's been you know that's where you can hit him is in the passing game. Right. And I'm not saying he's going to have 200 receiving yards, but I think he can get to 60. Well, cuz this, this is a game where it's probably going to be a little bit high scoring, mm-hmm. a little back and forth. Lad McConkey with Brock Bowers out. He's one of the the main weapons there, arguably the main weapon for the Georgia Bulldogs. Lad yeah. McConkey over 58 and a half receiving yards. So that's on that. Don't forget Lovett's down there now. So uh, I think yeah. Yeah, there's there's some there's some definite weapons on that side of the ball, and and you saw McConkie finally getting healthy and becoming a focal piece of this offense again. I don't expect that role to go away in one week. I, I expect it to expand. So I like that. Okay. Okay. Well. You know what I like, Shane? I like to pick some of these football (laughs) games. So, you ready to do it? Absolutely. Let's do it, brother. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we're going to start with the two non-conference showdowns, Shane. UConn Mm -hmm. at number 17, Tennessee. Then Vols favored by 35 and a half points at home. This is a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on SEC Network. The over-under is 55 and a half total points. 
UConn, one in seven on yeah. the season. That they beat JT Daniels. They beat Rice. Yeah, that's something to think about. Um, that's about all I got. They averaged 19 points per game, 117th in the country. So this is not a team that scores a ton of points. I already know who you got picking the game, but I want to <laughs> hear how you get there. Oh, a lot of scores in this game, Mike. A lot of scores. You're right. UConn does not play good football. And and one thing about Tennessee is, especially the fans, they hate UConn too. You yeah. Know? Especially with them Lady Vols. Every time you see that mascot, that's the first thing you think of. And I am not a fan of UConn. But more importantly, I, I think with the volunteers, they took a gigantic step forward last week, brother. I, I think this this team is getting on the right path. More importantly, I think Joe Milton is getting on the right path. I expect that role to continue. You do not get conservative. You do not play keep away. You go out there and you play your offense, and then you get them off the field. I expect Nico to come in this game in the third quarter. I just It feels like that's what we're going to see with the Tennessee Vols. This game, not close at all. In fact, don't be surprised if you look up in the first quarter and it's 28 nothing. Ooh. At the end of this thing, I've got Tennessee winning big time, 63, <laughs> UConn, seven. Why? Because they're garbage, Mike. <laughs> 63 to seven. 63 to seven. Mm. And, and again, the, there's they're honoring the Lady Vols here. Yeah. I mean, for, forget what you say. These coaches talk, okay? And, and again, it may – make this game a little bit more important for Hopple because it's more important for some of his coworkers. And, and you know, that that relationship, it helps. When Tennessee's winning, it helps other sports. So, um, yeah, I think this is not not even close. And, and it's a good opportunity to get some of these younger players out there because Tennessee's been a little banged up themselves and it wouldn't hurt to have, quote-unquote, a, a little bye week here. Right. And I think you just said the key thing there, Shane. Not calling this a buy because you you don't want to right you you treat it like that. That's how up, upsets happen. Right. So now in the second half, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, and I yeah. think I mean I'm hoping and praying we finally see Nico. I mean, let him play the entire second yeah. half if it were up to me with the starting offense because we need to see what this kid exactly. can do. So I'm not quite as confident as you that they're, they're going to score that many. They certainly could, mm-hmm. and. Heupel and Tennessee, they like to jump on people. So, yeah, I mean, I would be disappointed, Shane, if it's not at least 21-0 to zero at the end of the first quarter. So yeah. this, this is going to be an easy win. But uh, I went with UConn in the cover. 48, Tennessee 48, UConn 16. It's a weird score, but I had to figure out a way to not get it <laughs> yeah. 36 points here. So, you know, backdoor cover, maybe the third string's in there. We yeah. got to rest up because we got Mizzou and Tennessee – or Mizzou and uh, Georgia exactly coming up, so you don't want to have your starters out here too long. So that, that's why I, I kind of like the I like the thirty five and a half for UConn. Yeah, and I do think that we have a strong run here with Joe. I'm not I'm not saying bench him and, and get, see what Nico has. I just I think to continue that momentum, you got to keep going at a hundred miles an hour and keep working on that art because the chemistry was starting to come together a little bit last week, and I just don't want to see it to go to wayside because you played keep away, you know, or conservative. Yep. All right, how about uh, one final non-conference uh, showdown here, Shane? Jacksonville State, they are the Gamecocks. <laughs> Couple Gamecocks here, Shane, at South Carolina. Gamecocks, <laughs> the good ones, <laughs> favored by 16 and a half points at home. 
noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on ESPNU. Over under, 55 and a half. And, you know, the fact that this is on ESPNU yeah. makes me think they think it's going to be a little bit better game than most people. Re- I mean, Jacksonville State, ESPNU, something's cooking, something's cooking yeah. there, Shane. Juice Wells, unlikely to play. I'd love to see him get back on the field for the Gamecocks. Xavier Leggett, though, I think he is going to play. So, right. little good news, bad news for the Gamecocks. How about this, though, Shane? I mean, this, this is troubling. I like to do these uh, offensive and defensive scoring efficiencies. Yeah. South Carolina, 14th, dead last in the SEC in offensive scoring efficiency, 13th in defensive scoring efficiency. So you, you, you literally one spot away from being worst right. in both areas. And how about this? Defensive stop rate. This is a new stat that I've, that I've been referencing. How many times your defense gives up any kind of points? Mm-hmm. Jacksonville State, Shane, number 18 in the country. So their defense is a little bit better than I thought. Mm-hmm. You take a ballpark guess where South Carolina is on defensive stop rate in the country. <laughs> uh, 80. 127. Shit. <laughs> so, again, vastly different schedules. Yeah. South Carolina's played one hell of a schedule. So, that, that factors into all that. But I'm, I'm trying to set you up here, Shane. So, tell me, who you got in the battle of the Gamecocks? Mike, I don't care how many numbers and stats you're going to throw <laughs> at me, brother. I had this one locked up. I, I wish I could put... This is my lock of the week, but that just feels cheap. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Real quick. Yeah. I really hate to interrupt you, Shane. No, you're used to it. But we got a, a fantastic comment from Nima. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the Tennessee game. Yeah. Cousin Shane could play halfback for the balls, and they're putting up 35 in this one. <laughs> sorry. That was too good not to oh, share, right? Oh, my God. They're going to be like, keep feeding him the rock, man. <laughs> you are right. You're right. Well, um, and that's worth a stop, Mike. Joke like that, I appreciate that one. Thank you, cuz. Uh, brother, I, you know, when we're looking at this game, I, I had this one figured out from the get-go. South Carolina – have they had a rough go of things? Absolutely. You know, if they lose, I mean, it has, think about it. Mississippi State was the last win these guys had, and it yeah. was right there in Columbia. This fan base needs it. These players need it. Coach Beamer needs it. You know, everyone. This, if keeping this close, yeah. will still feel like a loss because nobody has time to look at stats and efficiency and, you know, the the record that Jacksonville State, nobody cares in the SEC, especially the the national, you know, uh, optics of it all. So we got to come out here. We got to jump on them quick. And um, they got this. It, it, I hate that juice is out, but you still got two of the, the better, if not best receivers in the country right now. I think Leggett is still up there. He's still a freak athlete. You got Harbor starting to come in. You've got Trey. I mean, these these guys got weapons. Little dirty bird Anderson, that's going to catch on one day. But I, <laughs> I I expect a lot of offense. Obviously, we know what we're going to get with South Carolina's defense, which is not too much. Right. So just do enough, and they will. And I like the over here or the uh, the spread here. Uh, let's see. I got my score wrote down. South Carolina, thirty five. Jacksonville State. Claws back in and gets seventeen. Ooh, yeah. I think this is a. I think this is a good win, and I think it's a a clean death. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think right. it's one of those. My first reaction was kind of like, "Hey, this thing kind of lingers around." South Carolina's a little hungover. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think these boys know and they're ready to get another victory. So I'm trying to do the math in my head. So you like South Carolina to cover, right? To cover, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought yeah. so. So, uh, yeah, I, I like a lot of what you had to say. I think South. 
South Carolina's an easy team to kick while they're down. Yeah. Uh, Beamer doesn't necessarily have, you know, I, we like Beamer, but he makes it hard sometimes. But I, I just pulled up the schedule here, Shane. And, and you're right. It's been a long damn time since they won a game. What is this? What is the spread? Uh, I have it at 16 and a half. Favorite Gamecocks. Shit, I had it down wrong. You know what? South Carolina just got another score. Give me South Carolina 42, <laughs> Jacksonville State 17. Not even close. <laughs> but what I'll say is, I mean, you look at who they lost to yeah. the last couple. Well, hell, everyone, really. Uh, I realize North Carolina's kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. But at Georgia, no, I mean, good luck. At Tennessee, yep. when they that was a revenge game. Florida at home, that's, that's the one you probably should have got. But at Mizzou, one law, I mean, top 12 in the country. Right. And at AM. And I realize AM, not the greatest, but as Lane Kiffin says, the greatest five and three <laughs> ever assembled. I mean, that is, I, I think 80% of teams, mm-hmm. power five teams, probably have the same damn record as South Carolina right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of factoring into my decision. Everybody's. You should see the comments, Shane. Oh, Shane Beamer, he's going to leave in a body bag. What's he going to break after this one? Yada, yada, yada. Get the hell out of there with all that, Shane. This is a game. You know, they still got their bowl hopes alive. Yeah. And every game's a home game from here on out, Shane. And they're all winnable. And it starts on Saturday, just like you said, a big win. I don't have it quite as big as you, but I do like the Gamecocks. And I like the Gamecocks to cover, Shane. 38-17 over Jacksonville State. Battle of the Cocks. I think Spencer Rattler has a huge day. Mario Anderson, you're right. You know, the little dirty bird. He's going to go wild. And I think he 17 points, that's that's an improvement for South yes. Carolina's defense. Yes, the numbers are awful. But yeah. again, who have they played? Top quarterbacks, top teams, incredibly difficult road environments. Most teams face that schedule. You're going to have similar statistics as well, mm-hmm. especially with all the injuries they've had. So this is a, a circle of the wagons type game. And if this is even competitive, I'm I'm freaking out because yeah. I, I don't think it will be. Yeah. Well, I think I, I th- again we're both in the same boat here. South Carolina should not. This should not be a, a game at all. And um, and but the part of you is like, well, it could be. <laughs> you know? I mean, it could be absolutely. And and I just don't want that scare. South Carolina needs a win so bad. Yeah. This fan base needs it too. Just get back on the right path. Like you said, there's still a, a little little shot to make a bowl game and you cannot you know coming out beating this team after everything you've been through i think is is again a step in the right direction yep all right uh oh shit forgot about the sound effects yeah we'll we'll get to it we'll get to it in a second but uh how about this one shane big sec matchup here wrong one here there's live video here kentucky at mississippi state shane Night game, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 mm-hmm. Central on the SEC Network. Over, under, 45 and a half points. The all-time series, I I couldn't believe it, Shane. It's tied. 25 apiece. The home team, though, has won the last seven in this series. So, obviously, Kentucky won last season, 22-17 to 17 in Lexington. Sounds like Will Rogers, unlikely to play. Woody Marks, their outstanding running back. I believe he's 10th in the SEC mm-hmm. in rushing. I think he will play. It's a little good news, bad news for Mississippi State. Kentucky desperately needs a win here in this ballgame. Uh, who do you like in the matchup? Hmm. You know, and this is another tough one. You know, how does how does Kentucky react 
from from last week's emotional loss. That's that's a tough one, man. It was a, a huge rivalry, and you know there was multiple players. I would imagine felt like they had that one, had it. You know, just one more shot, one more, one more drive, and they would have put that in the end zone and and beat the Tennessee Vols. But they they weren't able to do so. So how do they bounce back? Because I think they took a giant step forward last week, mainly on that offensive side of the ball. I mean, Leary looked the part. You know, yeah, for the first they, time, absolutely. Ray Ray didn't get his opportunities, but Tennessee sold out. You know, can Mississippi State do the exact same thing? I don't think so, man. I mean, if you look at what Mississippi State's done the last couple of weeks, they've what they got twenty points in the last two games. Right? You know, I mean, Ooh. that really sets the bar. And <laughs> and and I don't I don't think Kentucky's going to be held less than that. So. This this one has an opportunity to be ugly, and you think the the seat's hot now under Arnett? I think losing big to to the Wildcats would just ramp that talk up, man. Yeah. You know the hot seat talk, and I and I love Mississippi State. I have nothing against them. I I think they got one of the great greatest fan bases out there. They got an awesome home field advantage, but I just don't think that's going to be enough to help them win this game. Kentucky's going to. They're going to run away with it. Give me – so I'm not going to beat around the bush. I don't know why I'm taking this long. Give me Kentucky 28, Mississippi State 10. I figured – Yeah, yeah, there we go. Come on now. Look at you, brother. 28 to 10, you said? 28 to 10. God, that'd be a tough one. Like I said, home team wins the last seven. You know, yeah. fans expect you. Fans expect you to win, Shane. But, oh – all these fans, Shane. And we were, I mean, we're just as guilty. I'm yeah. like, we can't call fans out, but dying to see Mike Wright. Mm-hmm. His offense just didn't look the same without Will Rogers. It didn't. Now it looks awful with Will <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, God, maybe we're just awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, sadly, I think it is. And, um, you know, that's, I don't think, in fairness, I don't think it's all on Zach Arnett. I really mm-hmm. don't. Uh, but this is what you get when, remember, I mean, we tried to tell them all offseason, Shane. This was like 13th most returning production in the SEC. Yeah. First-time head coach. First-time offensive coordinator at the Power 5 level. Defensive coordinators never called plays. I mean, what in the hell do you think was going to happen? And, oh, yeah. I mean, we all know the tragedy, but that understates, you know, just what a legend Mike Leach was. Yeah. And he's, you know, they need to change the damn rules of the college football playoff or, or Hall of Fame. Because he's apparently he's like one game short or something stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. so dumb. Uh, so they're going to change it for him. Because if they don't, the whole damn thing's irrelevant, in my right. opinion. So he's replacing a Hall of Famer, and, and you're we're seeing it. We're seeing evidence of that. Because yep. this t- this damn program's falling apart without him. Um, and injuries. Yeah. Uh, the key injuries. Quarterback and running back? Come on. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. But I say all that same thing as you, Shane. Come on, Kentucky's winning. <laughs> they're, they're breaking the, the streak in this one. 27-13. I got a little bit more faith in I think they're getting a field goal compared to you. You got it at 10. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, the fact we're sitting here saying a two-touchdown game against a, a SEC team that's, what have they lost, three in a row yeah. in, in three key games. I mean, I mean, the wheels could fall off here if Kentucky don't win this game. Right. And that, that's a big reason why I think they get it. Is there a shot? Is there a shot for Mississippi State here? Because you and I have multiple score lead here. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, – what's the spread on this thing? 
Um, four and a half. So, I mean, Vegas thinks it's a lot closer than we do. Are we not giving – is that us not giving Mississippi State enough credit, or is that – is that maybe giving too much to Kentucky here coming off a tough loss? I mean, it's probably giving Kentucky too much credit, like I said. I mean, a lot of people are going to look at this and say they faced three tough teams. Yeah. And they weren't all lopsided. I mean, Tennessee was back and forth, but the other mm-hmm. two were lopsided. They got Alabama coming up. I mean, this this is, like I said, this is a loss away. And then after that, at South Carolina, at Louisville. Yeah. If they don't beat State, they're not right. winning another game. I'll, I'll call it right now. Yeah. I don't think they are. So this is a must win. If Mark Stoops is a, is the coach they think he is, yeah, they have to win this game. And it can't. I don't even think it, ha- it can be close because Mississippi State is that bad. Okay. All right, man. All right. How about uh, next on the docket here, Shane? Arkansas at Florida. Mm-hmm. Big matchup here. Uh, noon Eastern. On ESPN 2, 11 o'clock Central, the Gators favored by five and a half points. The over-unders, 50 and a half points. Florida leads the all-time series 10 to 2. And uh, they, these two last played during the COVID year, Shane, 63 to 35. Mm-hmm. This was, I don't know if you remember this, but Pittman had uh, COVID. He had to stay home, and Barry Odom was the coach. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a weird, that was a weird year. But uh, a couple of injury updates that, that could be big for this one, Shane. Shamar Turner. Florida's outstanding linebacker. Yeah. Led the team in tackles, second on the team in tackles for loss. Unfortunately, out for the season. He was the Jeez. one that got hurt in the yeah. pregame against Georgia. That's That was awful. Uh, Arkansas running back Rocket Sanders, latest is uh, he's practicing, and they're hopeful he can play. That yeah. would be huge. He's he's one of their top two players, I would say, and probably one of their, their third best players, Shane. Defensive back Dwight McGlutherin, questionable. He's had a concussion. And it, it sounds like he's getting close. He could play, but uh, there's some kind of off-the-field issues, too, apparently. So yeah. they're going to need him. If, if those two play, <laughs> I think Arkansas has got a real shot to pull the upset. Who do you like in this one? Hmm. This is one. This is one of those I was telling you about, Mike. I've gone round and around here. In fact, this is my first flip score of the game. So maybe. I don't know. I'm still... Still trying to figure this one out. That's how uncertain I am about this game because what we saw last week from from the Florida Gators, I was a little disappointed. And I think a lot of people were. We, we thought, you know, that, well, maybe not you because so, you locked them in, but I really thought that Florida was closer yeah. to the pack than than they really were. And, and it's a little bit of a roller coaster. It's like Billy Ball sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. And, and that's what's where we scratch our head. And, and such a, a – a game like that, such a letdown, you you would think there's a natural hangover here because, you know, here we have the the black jerseys were going to be coming out. It was, it was supposed to be an event, and yeah. now it's like, oh, well, we've already promised them, you know, throw them on, <laughs> so let's get them out there. It's going to be in the it's, – it's a noon kickoff, right? So right. It, it's it, there's a, sh- a real shot here that it's a slow start for the Florida Gators. But I can't say all that and then – not acknowledge that Arkansas is rolling in with what a six loss streak here, you know. I mean, yeah, you, you talk about emotional losses. Well, Arkansas has had plenty of those, but they've also had a couple of weeks to get their minds right. Mm. You know, nobody is expecting Arkansas to do anything anymore the rest of the season. A lot of folks outside of Arkansas ain't even paying attention to these guys, including Florida fans, and I think that's a mistake. 
because Arkansas does have talent. And I keep saying it, and I'm going to beat this drum until clearly I'm wrong, you know. But I, I think I think this is the week, two weeks to prepare for this. I, I've been telling you all week, Mike, that they need they need to just go out there, forget the analytics, forget what people are saying about you, just come together. You got ballers on that squad. Just come out here and play some football, man. And yeah. I really think that's what we get this week. I really think that this is going to come down to the wire. And I know what you're saying. Well, every time it comes down to the wire, who loses? <laughs> Arkansas. And that's why I had Arkansas losing this game. But I'm flipping it. I'm flipping it right here. Give me Arkansas 28, Florida Gators 24. <laughs> that wasn't me. but 28-24? <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, if you look at my sheet here, I have Arkansas 24, Florida 28. Uh, but I don't know, man. There's just something in the air about this game. And I feel like that – that not forget the injuries you just mentioned, but I, it's not a big game for Florida anymore, as right. it should be, because they're still fighting for bowl. Um, you know, that, but they had, they were thinking about potentially running for the East. And then all of a sudden, you know, now they're going to be fighting for their lives to get to a bowl game, especially if they lose to Arkansas. Let me which, ask you this, Shane. Yeah. If it plays out, like you said, mm-hmm. we get a win next week. And I think obviously 28 points, you said, yeah, that would prove, I think that we're moving in the right direction on the offensive side after firing the offensive coordinator, yes. right? Next week, Auburn at home. Mm -hmm. The following week, FIU at home, and then Mizzou at home. If they win at Florida, Arkansas, do they make a bowl, which would mean they win out? Because I – well, here's the real question, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's – What's the tougher game, at Florida or Mizzou at home? After Mizzou's played Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida – I mean, they it, they could get pretty beat up here the next right. couple weeks. Could be, could be, but then they could be on a heater too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last team you want to play. So, I, I I'm thinking this is your shot. If Florida would have kept that game close last week, it, or even surprised the nation and won, that then I wouldn't even be thinking twice about this game. But I just think there's a little bit of a letdown here, and uh, and, and maybe again, I, I just keep. I keep buying stock in Arkansas, and it's bit me in the ass several times. So there's probably a lot of people listening like, yeah, this guy's an idiot. All the commenters, Shane, they're saying at Florida's a tougher game than even Mizzou. Well, <laughs> this week, who would you play? You know what I'm saying? You know, like this week, who do you want, Florida or Mizzou? I, give me Florida. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm right there with you. And, and I again, Florida has won a lot of games that I didn't think. Remember, I'm I'm down ten pounds from that walk I did a few a few weeks back. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's been some sometimes I've been way off in Florida, but that's what's kind of so frustrating about the Gators is it's tough to get a handle on them. As soon as they you you feel like they're good, then all of a sudden the offensive line forgets how to block, you know, or right something like that, or they forget how to run the ball. It's just it's crazy to me. Well, and I just think that Shane, if they can get life. Into this offense because it's clear they're not as bad as they yeah showed. I mean, clearly you you could sit here and say, well, my God, they only scored three against Mississippi State. Well, they also scored. Uh, let me pull it up here. I mean, on 
On LSU, they scored 31. On A&M, who's got, they got a hell of a defense, right. 22. Ole Miss, who statistically has got one of the better 20. Alabama, probably them in Georgia, the best defense, 21. And these are all on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, they can score. I don't know what in the hell happened to Mississippi State, but I think it's pretty evident the fact that they fired the damn offensive coordinator. Players were not bought in mm-hmm. to Dan Enos. Sam Pittman, smart enough to know that, made the change. If we can get a spark here, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is a one hell of a ball game. And one thing to monitor, Shane, I always love the red zone. Red zone touchdowns. Yeah. That's one of the biggest keys to, to victory these days because everybody's moving the ball up and down. It, it's designed now to move the ball. But how do you do in the red zone? That's going to be paramount in this game, Shane. Florida has got the number two t- uh, scoring touchdown red zone offense in the SEC. Arkansas has got the number two defense in stopping red zone touchdowns. Yeah. So that'll be critical. Can, can Florida cash in on those red zone opportunities? They win. If they don't, if Arkansas's defense holds them, I think Arkansas wins this game. This is neck and neck, Shane. Honda Morristown. <laughs> Arkansas, 27. Florida, 28. <laughs> I, but I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm yeah. so split on this one. But I, Florida has I, – I don't know. If Florida loses this game – Let's bring, bring up their schedule here real quick, Shane. If Florida loses to Arkansas at home, that's lost six mm-hmm. in a row. They got at LSU next, at Mizzou, Florida State at home. They're not winning another no. game. No, So this has to be a must win for Billy Napier and company. I think they get it. I just – I have to have more faith in them given what we've seen from Arkansas because Arkansas themselves is a, another loss away from maybe the wheels coming off. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> – could really could go either way, you know. I, and, and, and I may be like I said, they had trouble scoring against Mississippi State, and which no team this year has had that problem. So <laughs> firing a coordinator, it may take a little bit more than that to <laughs> to, 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 to pull off an upset here. Right, but I, I don't know, man. I just I I, I just think this this is a situational win, and 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 I'm, again, you got to remember for four days now. I've had Florida Gators win in this thing. Yeah. And it just didn't sit right with me. That felt like as soon as I commit the Gators, it seems like that's when they bite you in the ass. So this may be a good thing for Florida me picking the opposite. Right. Well, speaking of uh, picking the opposite, Shane, that's a good thing to do over at mybookie.ag today. <laughs> Head on over there with that promo code, that S-E-C, T-H-A-T-S-E-C. And they'll, they're willing to uh, give you a, a $200 cash bonus, mm-hmm. Shane, for all our listeners with that promo code, ThatSEC, over at mybookie.ag today. This is the number one way to help the podcast. And, you know, I'm kind of kidding when I say fade these picks because the professor is so hot. That's right. You, it might be in your favor. I mean, you know, these, these picks, they're generally 50-50. Yeah. you got so many wrong in a row. I have a feeling you're going to get so many right in a row. You still have not revealed your lock of the week, your MyBookie lock of the week. Cannot wait. But as soon as you do, if people don't go over to MyBookie.ag today and put in that promo code, that SEC, I don't know what they're doing with their lives because you are on fire, my friend. That's right. Now, if you don't like money, just ignore it then, I guess. you know. But if you like money, then absolutely. You better double down whatever I'm about to throw out. <laughs> are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted T. 
your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. All right, how about this one, Shane? Auburn at Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt. Auburn favored by 12.5 points on Mm -hmm. the road. 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. The over-unders, 49.5 points. How about this? Another tied series, Shane. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that either. All-time series tied at 21 apiece. They have not played since 2016, though, and Auburn won 23-16. Who do you like in the bowl? Mm, close game, close game. Yeah, you wouldn't think these two would be tied, but, wow. oh, man. Well, somebody's got to break that streak, brother, you know? And, and it, are you going back and forth? Is this the week that Vanderbilt somehow figures it out? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I could drag this one out, guys. I, 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 what I've seen the last couple of weeks, I've been very disappointed with Vanderbilt, and and I, again, my expectations weren't that high, but I did feel like this was a year that we make potentially make a bowl. Yeah. I thought this was a year that we knock off maybe a couple SEC teams like we did last season especially with all that returning talent. And again, there's a lot of injuries. Of course, all teams have that, quarterback being one of them. But, buddy, this is a, this is an ugly, ugly-looking program right now. But on the opposite side is a team that has figured it out, at least throwing the football. The yeah. defense is coming together. There is no threat in this ball game, short of them overlooking them. Uh, don't, be, don't be surprised if – Vanderbilt comes out and scores first and then doesn't score the rest of the game. That feels like one of those kind of games there. So I got Auburn winning big here. 30, Bandy, 10. 30 to 10. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, 30 to 10. I, I like that. I like yeah. that score a lot, Shane, because you're right. I mean, we say it's at Vanderbilt. There's going to be more Auburn fans yeah. than Van- I mean, that's, that's what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was out on you, mm-hmm. you, and that off, particularly that offense. I mean, they were, they were just awful. They figured it out, settled on a quarterback. Peyton Thorne responded in a must-win scenario. This is another team, Shane, that uh, you know, bowl hopes are on the line right here. Yeah, and not only bowl, but you know, maybe you can, you can improve yourself, get you a solid bowl if you keep keep on winning. So we're feeding Jarquez Hunter. The defense has lived up to the hype. This is the perfect team to go up against to to continue that momentum on the defense and quite frankly Shane it's the perfect team to face to continue that momentum on the offensive yeah. side of the ball because Vanderbilt they're just awful in just about every category so no need to to pander here <laughs> Shane I'm going Auburn lock of the week oh man 27 Vanderbilt 10 and quite frankly Shane I don't have confidence in Vanderbilt to get that 10 but I I didn't want to goose egg them at home yeah. but it it may be twenty-seven to zero. So I've I, I like. Yeah. Well, I was just saying I feel that confident too. I was playing the clip. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I got to get used to these clips. Yeah, absolutely. I, I again, this is not going to be a game, and I, I like that lock. So if you want to put some money on it, I think we're both on on that ride. Yep. All right. Now to the meat 
of the weekend schedule. Shay, can't wait for these games. But uh, first on the docket, Texas A&M at Ole Miss, Shane. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy, I think this, this game's not getting enough respect nationally. Number 10 Ole Miss, only a three-point favorite, Shane, yeah. at home. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN, nationally televised right after game day. 53 and a half points is the, the over-under. Uh, A&M leads the all-time series 9-3, to three, but Ole Miss has won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Probably would have been 3-0, oh, but they didn't play during the COVID year. Uh, we all know Lane Kiffin is not a fan of Mr. Jimbo Clown Fisher. <laughs> Who do you like in the ball game? Yeah, he's been talking all week, ain't he? He's been talking all week, all that shit. And that's what I like, and that's what I worry about sometimes. Because the last time he did this, it was with Nick Saban down there in Alabama, and they walked away losers. Yeah. Ole Miss is in a great situation right now. They just got to keep riding that hot hand. They got to keep coming out here and doing what they like to do. They are hitting on all areas. Wide receivers are, are killing it. Running backs are killing it. Jackson Dart is killing it. Yep. The, the offense looks damn good. And obviously, honestly, I think the defense took a giant step forward last week. They 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 again they looked impressive. They lived in the backfield. And and that's what you got to have if you're going to make a run at potential SEC championship games or even the college football playoffs. It's it's ahead of them. But Texas A&M is a program, the best five and three. Is that what he said? Yep, ever, ever. Ever assembled. The best five and three team. And he is correct. That team is loaded. They found a little bit of that talent last week with South Carolina, and I loved it. But then there were some plays that you're scratching your head saying, is this – are we really – taking the step forward. I, that game last week, brother, had opportunities to be a blowout, mm-hmm. and we still didn't do it, you know? And, it's just, and so that's – I think that's why we scratch our heads because we know that the talent's there, just like just like Lane Kiffin's been saying all week, man. But we're still not doing everything we can to get Anaya Smith the ball. We're not doing everything we can to get Evan Stewart the ball. Yep. We're still finding ways to get our quarterback – Dirty every every single weekend, man. I mean, Max Johnson is fighting for his life out there at times, and it blows my mind. But there's something about this game, man. I've been going around. This is another one, and I think I'm going to switch the score again. I had Ole Miss winning this game. (laughs) But I think I'm going to flip it here because I I think Lane's been setting us up. In case he does lose this game, you can say, I've been telling you all week that these boys are good, and now you're wondering why they beat us. So, Ole Miss, I hate to say it, but you're talking about Georgia, and you should be worried about the damn team that's in your backyard right now. Texas A&M pulls off a giant upset. They give Jimbo Fisher an extension. Everyone is crying. They're so happy in the streets. A&M, 31, Ole Miss, 21. And I know what you're saying. Hold, oh, I forgot these damn sounds you're doing. What, what was it again? What was Ole Miss? Or uh, te- Gigamagus. Yeah, that's what's happening. Oh, boy, boy, boy. You know what you did? You just made the biggest mistake of your life, Shane. And I've made it plenty of times. And that's betting on damn Jimbo Fisher. Oh, God, I know. 
A lot of people are saying Kiffin to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the signs were there. <laughs> Pun intended. I mean, I think there's something to what you're saying, Shane. Yeah. Because if Ole Miss can't run the ball, we've seen it. They, they got nothing. Right. And I know they're high flying. They're throwing the ball over the yard, whatever. But mm, without the running game, they can't get it done. And th- Do we get a motivated Texas A&M defense? Who's really only been run on by one team, and that was Tennessee, and they they damn near won that game too, down to the wire as well. So this to me feels like a matchup that favors Texas A and M. So I think that was potentially a really smart move by you, Shane. I mean, I, I think it's going to go back and forth, and, and you hit the nail on the head last time. Kiffin ran his mouth like this; it cost him dearly. Yeah, and he, God, if it costs him again. I mean, I, we just gave a guy an extension. We can't be firing him, but <laughs> I mean, we we got to, uh, you know how like they took social media away from Hugh? Yeah. We might have to like take press conferences away from Lane Kiffin somehow yeah, and have sense. the assistants do it yeah. or something. Read from a card. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect trap game. You got this Georgia game coming up. Yep. Ole Miss could be eyeing that. You know, I've called it their playoff opportunity. <laughs> That goes up and smoke in a hurry, yeah. Shane, if they lose this damn game to Texas A&M. But one thing I didn't hear you say, Shane, Jimbo has not won a, rank, a road game against a ranked team since 2016. Yeah. They've lost, I believe, eight in a row on the road. This is an easy pick. <laughs> oh, Miss, 27, Texas A&M, 23. So, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm just joking. It, this is a toss-up. Yeah. But at home, Ole Miss hot. I just can't bet on Jimbo, and I never will again because mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be fired here, whether it's in three weeks right. or three years. He's just going to disappoint time and time and time again. And Lane Kiffin disappoints just as much. But not in this ball game, not at home, not with Judkins heating up, not with the running game getting going. Um, I, if Connor Wigman was playing, I, I'd be right there with you. I'd pick A&M. Mm-hmm. But mm, I just I don't think they have the offense right now yeah. to, to, to match up with Ole Miss. Give me them Rebels. Mm-mm-mm. You're probably right. I mean, I was right all week until I switched it right here at the last second. Now, <laughs> now I'm having, like, buyer's remorse. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe yep. I should have switched this thing. But uh, again, I could either way you go, I could see a scenario either team walking away. That's why this is, you know, you can make a case that we haven't even got to the two best games, right? But I can make the case that we've already talked about potentially the best games that that's going to happen Saturday because these guys are coin toss, man, and everything like you said, coach coming out here and. And, and bragging about him and talking about Petrino being the best coordinator in the country and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't I don't like that. I like you doing that after the fact, after you've got the win, you know, because if you don't, then taking a loss is even bigger because there is a lot on the table, but you can't – Georgia isn't the only team on your schedule. you got a, an A&M team that if they played their cards right, you know, if they beat Alabama and Tennessee, you're, we're talking about a one-loss A&M here, you know, so right. – uh, this is a dangerous, dangerous squad, and you can't overlook them. And and I think that's what happens this weekend. Right. And we're about to get to this Georgia game, Shane. Michael Kelly, appreciate you. $10 donation. Says, happy late birthday, Mike. 
and cousins, can I get a go dogs for ten bucks? Go dogs. Go dogs. And before we get to this, uh, inter- well, I feel bad for doing this to the video crew, but if you're listening tomorrow, we're about to kick it over, and it, it obviously all y'all watching now. We got an outstanding interview with Rusty Manziel from Dogs HQ. We'll post the video tomorrow. Check out the audio in the morning if you want to check out the interview. But let's kick it over. One of the one of the absolute best in in, in this entire sports yeah. industry. Rusty Manziel preview this Missouri game for them Georgia Bulldogs. You my boy, Rusty. <laughs> All right, we're pleased to be joined by one of our favorites, Rusty Manziel, over there at now at On Three Dogs HQ, co-owner, publisher, the go-to Georgia website. Rusty, thank you so much for joining us. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Seems like me and you, like a, it was like a May morning. And next thing you know, here we are, November 1st, you know, last time we got together and done a podcast. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say, now you're you're a famous Feinbaum uh, guest. <laughs> How was well, that? Well, I, I think I owe about 7% of that deal to you. Uh, <laughs> like I told you before, I was riding in Atlanta one day and my phone blew up and it was like, hey man, they're, they're talking about you on Feinbaum. I'm like, what? And uh I was like, hold on, you know, I actually pulled over. I was like, what's going on here, you know? And uh, so everybody said, kind of got back to you, mentioned me, and I appreciate that. And it's amazing. You've been on there many, many times. It's amazing how many people watch that show. I mean, I heard from people. I, I mean, I apologize to people. I got text messages that night. I had no idea who the phone numbers were. And <laughs> I was just flying back. I appreciate you. I didn't even know who it was. But, I, I you know, certainly that, that show's monster, man. I appreciate you uh, putting in a kind word for me. Well, absolutely. Well, I mean, all, everything coming your way, you deserve, Rusty. You're, you are my, go, my go-to man for Georgia. So Appreciate it. Big week here for the dogs, and, and we were just talking yep. off air. Yep. We, this, is, this is the meat of the schedule. I mean, these next yep. three games, Mizzou, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, Tennessee, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a tougher gauntlet in the SEC after all this talk of a, of a weak schedule. Uh, yeah. What's, what's the dogs' mentality going into this three-game stretch? Well, I think as a UGA fan base, you know, the the, the mentality, the, the offseason discussion was that Tennessee game was circled, and rightfully so it should be. But I don't think anybody anticipated this Missouri game, you know, very much could be for all the marbles right now in the SEC East. And then you got a great Ole Miss team that's playing great right now. And this month of November has certainly – and I don't think they're going to beat them, but you look at Georgia Tech, they're 4-0 against ranked opponents, just beat North Carolina the other night, have beat Miami. So – the month of November for Georgia is going to ramp up really quickly, but it's going to start Saturday at 3.30 when Missouri comes into town. And one of the best Missouri Tigers teams uh, I've seen in a while, they got a lot of pieces in this puzzle. Right, and I keep hearing from dog fans, Rusty, that you know Missouri's they've not faced a defense as good as Georgia. And that's mm-hmm. true because Georgia's sure. elite. Yep. But I don't think Georgia has faced an offense as good as Missouri's. So, I, I mean, you, you could split it either way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, what's it going to take for Georgia to slow down this Missouri attack, do you think? Well, I, I think, you know, everybody keeps, and rightfully so, I agree. I think Missouri's the best offense that Georgia's face. I think that, that Brady Cook's, um, you know, his ability to drive the ball down the field, his ability to hurt you in his legs. I actually went back this morning and watched the Missouri offensive possessions last year. And I'll tell you what, man, it's 13-3 to in the second quarter, and Malachi starts catches Cody Schrader at the one-yard line, and Georgia holds them to three. That game could have been 20-3 to in the second quarter last year, and who knows what happens. And then Dominic Lovett, who had a great game against Georgia, gets hurt in, uh, midway through the second quarter. So you flip the script, and now he's playing for Georgia. But one thing I think that's 
not getting mentioned enough right now is the offensive line at Georgia and the ability to run the football. So if you can run the football, Luther Burden, Mookie Cooper, you know, Weiss and all those guys are sitting on the sidelines over there uh, having to watch. And that's we would be ideal for Georgia. Can Missouri stop the run? Can Georgia's offensive line kind of establish himself? And I think Georgia's offensive line kind of underachieved for a while. And they had some guys banged up. But, man, you want to talk about right now, Cedric Van Pran, Tate Ratledge, Xavier Trust, even Ernest Green playing left tackle. Uh, and they've been doing this without Amarius Mims, who, oh, by the way, is going to be a first-round draft pick next May. They're probably going to get him back this weekend, which would be a great you know, addition. But when you look at Georgia on their offensive line and the ability to run the football, they've been different when Dejan Edwards has been back. They've been a different football team. Uh, at times, they were having to play around with Dylan Bell, having to play running back. So when I look at these things, I do agree 100%. This is the best offense that Georgia's faced in Missouri. They can threaten you all over the field. Here's what I will say. Georgia's running game can really give Missouri some issues because if Kirby Smart knows he can run the football, he will choke a clock straight out. And he did it last week. <laughs> you know what I mean? He did it last he did it he did it last week against Florida. I mean, he did not want to do anything in the second half. When he knew his defense had that thing in check, I'm surprised it didn't go to the wishbone. Yeah. Now I heard you say on that that Feinbaum interview, and, and you've been saying this for a while, that Brock Bowers, you know, his plan is to come back and, and finish out the season, uh, I, I, the fact that he traveled with the team to Jacksonville, yeah. mm-hmm. despite the uh, limited numbers, I think that that says more than than anything you and I could say. But what's the latest on Brock Bowers in a potential timeline for him to return? Shouldn't surprise you. I mean, he's being a very aggressive. Um, you know, I don't know that uh, he's not playing this weekend. I can assure you that he's not that much of a Superman. Uh, he's got some Tiger blood in him, but he's not playing this weekend. I, I my 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 time frame I think is what we'll watch is that Monday of Tennessee you know and here's the thing you know Michael if Georgia were to beat um, Ole Miss and Missouri the East is clinched so what do you do at that point do you chance him against Tennessee even though that's a that's a huge game uh, obviously for 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 recruiting purposes and it's just Georgia Tennessee. But you would have the East clinched. Do you bring him back or do you say, look, we're going to bring you back maybe against Tech and have you ready for this SEC championship game? So there's going to be some questions and there's a lot of football left to be be played there. But I know this, the moment that Brock Bowers made the decision to have surgery, and I heard this thing that Sunday, there was this input, there was that input, there was, you know, he's got an agent, he's got medical people at the University of Georgia, everybody got together talking through things. And from my, what I was told is Bauer said, that's enough. Schedule the surgery tomorrow morning and let's roll. And that tells you what type of dude he is and he wants to get back to his team as quick as possible. So you really don't want to put a time frame on it, but I think the best case scenario is can he do some stuff uh, on Monday of game week? And I'm talking about getting into some shoulder pads and helmets. He's going to start jogging around on that field. There, He's going to start moving. If he had right now, He's going to start doing some stuff on the field, on the side. Uh, but can he get and be able to torque and do those types of things is what the question is going to be. Yeah, and I may have this wrong, Rusty, that Georgia's won so many games, it's hard for me to keep track. But uh, obviously we know their current streak right now. Would would that Tennessee one, would that be the one if they kept winning? Would that be for the, the longest SEC streak ever? 
I don't even know that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And I hate, I hate to sound like Kirby Smart on that answer, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's week to week. Uh, I do know that Georgia – I saw a stat this week. Uh, three years ago, Kirby Smart was 48 and 14, and now he's 89 and 15. So that that's uh, – that would hit that. That's pretty damn good. You know what I mean? I'm like, I even went back and was like, is that right? So I believe they're 41 and one. Yeah. Um, which is crazy to, you know, soon you played Alabama, you played Tennessee, you played Ohio State, you know, you played all these teams. So uh, you, you look at that and you know, Georgia's on a crazy, crazy winning streak. And I think people know this is not going to last forever. It just, it's just not. But I think most Georgia fans are like, please, let's just get one more. Let's get greedy and get one more out of this. Eventually they're going to lose a game. But I keep saying this, Michael, that this team has so many upperclassmen that they know how to win games. And and they've been knocked down, man. I mean, they've had some times they've been hitting the mouth. I think South Carolina was up 11. Uh, Auburn was up 10 at times. And they didn't haven't looked great at times. But when they need to, when their backs are kind of against the wall and they, and they know they got to get up, that's another test. Because last week they were ready to play for it. I mean, there was no question – you know, I think the people saying they're not – they're going to be a totally different team without Brock Bowers. And I read some national people say this is not going to be the same team without Brock Bowers. But what did they do? They went out and threw the ball all over the field and spread it out to these guys. And they got Lad McConkey back. So, this one this week is going to be kind of personal as, hey, Missouri wants some of your SEC East. They want to be the, they want to be the big dogs in the East, and it's got to go through Athens. So, I'm sure Georgia at 3.30 will be, will be ready to buckle it up. If Georgia wins this game in a convincing fashion, is it time to to insert Carson Beck into the Heisman conversation? It, you know, that's a great question, Michael. And uh, if he plays well this week, I certainly think it's time for him to start getting some discussion because this kid, you know, here here's the thing. A lot of people, and he said it last week, and, I, and it kind of caught me off guard. I saw it in an interview. He, he said, man, I ain't played football in three years. I haven't played real snaps in three years. So he's having to learn himself to play this game. And he's got a new offense coordinator, you know, with Mike Bobo and kind of didn't change a whole lot, but still there's tendencies and, you know, a little bit of terminology difference there from Todd Munkin. So I think Carson Beck right now has been since the first half of Auburn, when he came out the second half of Auburn, I think they went eight for 13 on third downs. He just missed a couple throws here and there to be picky. Missed a couple at Vandy. He missed one last week to Lad McConkie that, that would have been six. And that, you know, he was behind Florida's DBs and kind of missed it. That's being real picky with him. But as far as his poise, his arm strength, how quick he gets rid of the ball, you know, you hear Kirby Smart talk about it. He has full control of, of, of changing the changing the uh the play at times and being able to change protections. So, you know, he's got all the things and ability to process after the snap right now. If he has a good game Saturday, I would agree. It's time to maybe get some mentions on him. How how difficult do you think it's going to be to uh, defend Luther Burden in this game? Because, it you know, it's easy to, to match up on the line of scrimmage with, with all the, yeah. the talent Georgia has, but they move him around, jet Boy. sweeps, they put mm. him in the backfield, they they put him all over, and, and obviously special teams too, but – I know. I think Tyke Smith. I don't think he's getting enough recognition. He he may be the best nickel corner in the in the nation. Starks is he may be the best safety. So yeah. they got the pieces. But how would you how would you go about defending Luther Burden? You think you're not going to shut him down? You just got to know. And 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 for coaches' terms, it's play the next play. He's going to get his at times, and that's the way you defend Brock Bowers. You know, he's going to get his at times. You just got to limit those things and. 
I love what Missouri – I went back and watched this morning specifically just for that. I love how Missouri moved him into the slot, and it put him in some different matchups and those types of things. And you can't really press him because he's off ball a little bit with those types of things. He gets a free release most of the time. So, you know, you look at Georgia playing Tennessee last year, Jalen Hyatt got zero free releases. I mean, they were on the line of scrimmage, and they were not going to let him get on top of them. But what they do with him makes it so hard. They'll stack him in twins, those types of things. They want him – to get going and get vertical on you. And man, he is such a weapon. And I tell you, man, they 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 can stress you. But I, I think Brady Cook's another one that doesn't get enough credit for his accuracy and his legs. Man, he will take off and hurt you in a heartbeat. So, you know, guys like Smile Munden and those guys that are gonna have to spy, you can't pin your ears back and take off up the field because Brady Cook will hurt you. Stetson Bennett did it to a lot of teams the last two years. He'll run up the field, Tennessee last year, a game that you know me and you're familiar with. They came up the field on him, and he broke contain and went about 35 or 40 for a touchdown. So when you look at those things, that's what Brady Cook worries you as a defense. Uh, not only they got guys outside, he can take uh, a potential sack and turn it into a first down and, and really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I th- I think that's going to be critical. I, mm-hmm. You don't have a prayer against Georgia's defense if you don't have a mobile quarterback. So I agree. Uh, yeah, now these next three, Mizzou, Ole Miss, at Tennessee mm-hmm. – which, mm-hmm. which which game do you think will be the tougher test for Georgia? X and O wise, I I really think Ole Miss can hurt you because they've got an elite running back and they're going to run so many different plays. And Lane Kiffin, he wants to get in a shootout. He wants to win sixty one to sixty. You know what I mean? He he's okay. He's not trying to. He's trying to get the ball back. We make you kick a field goal. We, we can. We, we make kick a field goal. We can beat you. So I'm interested in that Texas A&M game. But you want to talk about challenge and a challenge for Georgia. It's going to Knoxville. You know, I have not shied away from that. You know what I mean? I told people I don't care what Tennessee does between this game and the last couple of weeks and that game. That place is going to be ready for Georgia just because of last year, what happened, ranked number one, a lot of momentum and they kind of spiraled after that game a little bit, and, and it kind of knocked the breath out of them some. So they're going to be ready. And, uh, you know, this is my thing with that. Josh Heupel's had a whole year and a whole offseason to kind of know what Kirby Smart and Glenn Schumann, how he's going to play that offense. They're not going to change the offense a ton. This is what they do. And it's kind of like facing a pitcher a couple of times. You get a scouting report and say, okay, hey, he's going to come outside, you know, deep, deep third part of the plate here. We got we to make sure we know what's coming. So with that game – you know, in Neyland, it's going to be crazy. I know Georgia fans are praying that thing's not at night because I can't even – everybody in there will get a – everybody get a set of headphones as they walk in that place at nighttime because Neyland at night is going to would, would be nuts. Even at 3.30, it'd be nuts. Uh, yeah. But I, I just think Tennessee and Georgia, you know, if Tennessee – I tell you what, Tennessee-Missouri next week is going to be another massive game. Mm-hmm. So, you look at those games. So, there's some big games left, but I think this game's a big challenge. I think X and O-wise, I would be a little more worried about Ole Miss because of Junkins and what he can do and he can break tackles. And Georgia it's kind of been – kind of had some get people run on him at times with, with a running game uh, this year. So, you look at that. But I think going to Knoxville, man, whether or not the SEC East is on the line or not, Georgia better be ready. I made the quote – I made the quote, you know, that – they're going to watch that plane land in Knoxville, and, and they're they're going to be on that river deep. And uh, I don't know, if, I don't know if cousin Shane's going to be in the water yet or not, but uh, they're going to be ready when Georgia comes to Knoxville. I'm, I can assure you that. Right, and, and something to watch next week, Rusty. If 
if Ole Miss Georgia, if that's selected as as the CBS game, which it very well, if they both win, I th- I think it will be. Yeah. Uh, I I believe CBS is out of Georgia. They they can only have Georgia so many times. So that that's something for your your listeners so, to to so, watch. Somebody told me the Vandy game does not count, but who knows? I don't know because that question was brought up. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Don't know if it's true or not. But I, it was explained to me the Vanderbilt game did not count for Georgia because of the doubleheader deal. I have no right, idea. Right. Okay. So well. I I don't. I'll have to double check that. But uh, you know, I that to me, I think that Tennessee weekend isn't that like cupcake weekend. You know, I don't know that. I think that that CBS would really want Georgia. Tennessee. Right. You know what I mean? I think they would say, I okay, agree, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll roll the dice on that Georgia Ole Miss game with someone else because I'm not sure we're going to take, you know, Alabama versus Hoover over, you know, <laughs> over Georgia, over Georgia and Tennessee. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, there's just, what CBS wants and then there's what yeah, Tennessee wants. We'll, we'll... No, no doubt. No doubt. Cousin Shane's Cousin like, hey, man, Hoover, Hoover looks good this year. They might give Alabama a game for a while. So I, I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, let me ask you this. So, uh, Alabama, I, I know, you know, take off your Kirby hat here for a yeah. second. Who, who's dog HQ on, on your board? Who do they want in the SEC championship? Is it unquestionably, is it Alabama? They, they, they want to kill Alabama. I think they want Alabama in Mercedes Benz because that's been the one thing <laughs> that Georgia has struggled with. I mean, you can talk about second 26, you can talk about SEC championship games. It's just been for whatever reason, the Mercedes Benz, you know, you got Joe Burrow carved you up, and uh, Joe Burrow carved everybody up. I don't think the building had anything to do with that. And then you go, then you go second twenty six that play, and then you get SEC championships and Jalen Hurts and Tua and those guys, you know, kind of running all over the place and doing things. And you know, I think Georgia fans want to play Alabama. I think Georgia fans want to play them in that building in Atlanta and kind of say, hey, we can win one there, we can beat them there. So. It's such a big rivalry with that game now it, because of the the magnitude. Every time Georgia and Alabama play, somebody's season basically ends. You know what I mean? It's recently. So that's kind of been uh, what's happening. And, you know, I had some friends reach out to me yesterday and said, well, what happens if Georgia loses Alabama? And I was like, you don't want to know. So you just you don't you don't need to worry about that. You, you better hope Georgia wins because uh, – you could be staring down like Georgian Air Force in the Peach Bowl. You know what I mean? And <laughs> nobody wants to practice for a triple option for a month, especially none of those D linemen are thinking like, hey, I'm Kirby, I'm not sure I'm coming back, and I'm not sure I want a, uh, two weeks of getting cut blocked at practice. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Oh. There's, a lot, there's a lot. There's so much left, man, so much left in the season, but there's a lot on it. But I think if you polled, you know, the guys on the dog walk on Dog HQ, they would probably say, let's, let's play Alabama. Yeah. Well, last thing for you, Rusty, really appreciate your time. Uh, yeah, can man. we get an official prediction from you? Mizzou, Georgia, in Athens, who wins? Uh, I'm going with Georgia. I kind of like – I kind of like uh, – I think, listen, you know, it's hard. Realistically, man, it's hard to score 20 on Georgia. It's just, you know, they've, they've get done it a few times. But if you get 20 points on Georgia, they've just got too many people that can make explosive plays on Missouri and – uh, you know, I'm gonna go 31-21, uh, 31 to 20. I think this mm-hmm. game's gonna be close. I think Georgia's, you know, maybe can pull away in the fourth quarter, that type of thing. They got a lot of. Well, I think they got depth. I tell you what's changed, Michael, in the last, I would say, four years minus the COVID year. What's changed in Athens is the crowd in Sanford Stadium. They can really, really affect you. You know what I mean? That they get up, and it's not so much of a 
so much of a wine and cheese crowd. You know what I mean? That's kind of been the reputation for a while, just being truthful. You know, they would get up for games, but, man, when that place gets rocking, uh, and it wasn't just a Tennessee game last year. I mean, South Carolina second half this year was was rolling. That Arkansas game two years ago, you know, at noon. And uh, I fully expect the next two weeks in Sanford Stadium to be as loud as anywhere in the country for Missouri and Ole Miss to come in here. Yeah, I, I to this day, Rusty, I talk to Arkansas people. They say that Athens, that was the loudest stadium they, they've ever experienced. That was a noon game. That was a noon game, too, you know. Right. And so. and Ar- Arkansas was definitely rattled on that one. So, mm. hey, I really appreciate you. Before you go, uh, tell the audience where can they find you. And, and you guys, do uh, you guys got any deals right now at Dogs HQ to, for new members? Um, I believe they've got something going on. We might have had something in yesterday, but, you know, it's it's only a couple bucks to try it out. And I think that you'll like it. Um, you know, I can't say enough about on three uh, and where we're going and, uh, you know, the leadership from Shannon Terry and his guys, we, we've added some really, really, glue, you know, I would say glue pieces and we're not done, but uh, doesn't surprise me, but where we are just a couple years old and, and just, it's amazing what we're doing. And I'm cer- certainly appreciative to be a, a co-owner at dogs HQ. And um, you know, we are Georgia people that watch this and, I'm sure a lot of Tennessee people watch this with VolQuest, those guys, you know, Brent and Austin, yeah. they do a great job. Matt Ray's one of the, you know, I met Matt Ray over the years kind of on the road and just a young guy and, and Grant Ramey, all those guys. So they do a great job there too. But we got other, we got other sites, you know what I mean? I know you're, you're through the SEC. So, you know, we got a great Bama online site. Tim Watts is like, he's the dude. I mean, Tim Watts, you don't know what's going on Alabama football. You ask Tim Watts. So, uh, I think Tim Watts would certainly want Alabama and Hoover on CBS too, just for, just for a side <laughs> note, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, we're on dogs HQ and you can find me on, I guess we're still, I still, is it still called X this morning? I, I'm on that. <laughs> I'm on X, uh, it is rusty man sale, uh, underscore. So, uh, do a lot with, with, with the Georgia market, but certainly one of the, my things that I, kind of just love is high school football in the state of Georgia. So got a chance to do high school football games on Friday night, get to call a couple of state championship games in about a month. So it's, it's, it's go time for me, man. <laughs> All right, Shane. So I appreciate you rusty as always for, for joining the show and giving us so much time, but man, what a, yeah, what a, what a, what a legend he is. Rusty's you know a dude, man. Again, out of all media personalities that we, we get the privilege to talk to a lot of great people. He is definitely like Mount Rushmore of, of folks I like to see and seek out when they're at one of these events, because he's just fun to talk to, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll have him back in studio before long. I just wish he wasn't down in Georgia. You know, it's like, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't pick another like Vanderbilt. You couldn't be a Vanderbilt columnist, you know. He's coming up for the uh, Tennessee Absolutely. game. He told me so. Yeah, oh, just man. saying. But before we get there, Shane, Mizzou, red hot, seven and one at yes. Georgia, eight and zero, oh, number twelve, number two, really number one, but number two in the playoff. Georgia favored by fifteen and a half points, three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central on. CBS doubleheader, mm-hmm. CBS action here, Shane. Over unders fifty five and a half total points. Georgia has won nine in a row in this series, something like nine hundred overall. Yeah. I, I I can't even keep up with how many they won in a row. Last season, Georgia won twenty six twenty two. Went down to the wire. Uh, Mizzou has not beaten Georgia since twenty thirteen. Uh, a couple of injury updates. Uh, Marius Mims sounds like he's going to play Georgia's outstanding offensive lineman. Potentially, he had the tightrope yeah. thing. And Mizzou linebacker Chad Bailey, they have announced 
or it's been reported, he is out. So that's a little bit of a blow, but he's been yeah. in and out of the lineup all all uh, season. Who do you like in the matchup here? Who do I like in the matchup? Mike, <laughs> I like both these teams. You know what I'm saying? Can yeah. you like both of them? Can they both win? No. Somebody's got to lose. And we all well, – we, Sorry to cut you off. Jeff. I, Mike, I'm just getting going. Jeff Lever. He gave yeah. us 10. One, right, one penny bucks. more. Going to be closer than most think. One penny more. M-I-Z, he says. So. M-I-Z. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, no, no, no. And, again, that's the thing. I started out the season. People have come – even now, I've got buddies that say, why do you like M-I-Z? Why do you like Mizzou so much? I mean, it annoys them. It almost annoys them, you know, just how much I talk about that program, how much I love that program. You know why I like Mizzou? Because they are truly balanced on both sides. The defense had its ups and downs, but by God, they, lately they've dialed back in. The defense isn't that, it weird that they keep they ask you that though, and they just keep winning. It's like it's not like you said they're going to be ten wins and then they're one and six. They're seven and one. Like, yeah. Why the hell you keep questioning? Yeah, it's, I'm I'm all in. You know, and, and what I love about it is just it's not just one guy. Everybody wants to point to Luther, but it's it's a whole it's a team all in, and and that's what I love about them because. There are not a lot of weaknesses on this on this squad. Yep. And I like the progression, too. I mean, you could argue that this team is miles ahead of where they were at the start of the season. Georgia started out slow, but you look at what they've done the last, year, last couple of weeks, brother. They've been also on fire, and it's tough to predict any win against them right now. And I thought, well, you know, after that Vandy game, you know, if Brock's not in there, Florida has a shot. Whoops. Yep. Miscounted that one, brother, because Georgia Bulldogs took fist to that. And and Kirby, I know he's going to find momentum or motivation in all aspects. And even if it's Dan Mullen, he's going to get some (laughs) them boys fired up. And he's going to get the best out of the Georgia Bulldogs. Why? Because he is one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the SEC, shit, in the country. Who are we talking about, man? I mean, yeah. he's he's top shelf. But you got Drink over there making an argument for best, you know, SEC coach of the year, yeah. doing more with less, as your boy said yesterday on the podcast. I, I, I think that's what's happening with Mizzou. I think Mizzou's playing better than they should. And going into this matchup, I think it's a travesty that Vegas only thinks – it's a 15-point win. You know why? Because George is going to beat them by more. Oh, no. I told you last week, Mike, and I told I told Mizzou fans at the start of this season that you guys were going to lose two games, all right? And if you lose LSU, you lose to the Georgia Bulldogs, they are, that's your two losses. You're walking away with a season of 10 or 2. Are you really that upset? A little, because you saw a shot. You saw a glimmer of hope that you could squeeze into the SEC championship. But I'm back on them Georgia Bulldogs bandwagon, brother, and I don't see them slowing down. I see them on track for three-time national champs. Mm. I'm locking this one down, brother. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs, 35, Mizzou, 14. Mm. Hold on. Uh, to be fair last time i locked against mizzou i had to drink beers because i was wrong and and they ended up winning the game so mizzou fans are probably pretty cool they are celebrating yeah yeah, they're probably celebrating the dogs that's one team i don't think i've locked down this year but 
I just, again, in my mind, I wanted, I tried different avenues to make this closer than it should, it would be. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't because every time it becomes a big game, which this is becoming a big game, Kirby gets the most out of his teams and they go out there and with like their hair's on fire. I expect nothing less. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to post your little, uh, Grim Reaper here. Yeah. But, um, they are asking Shane, how many beers will you be consuming when Mizzou wins this football game? Oh shit! Remember you did that last time. Have you? Yeah, have you can we do something that? unhealthy? Like, <laughs> or I mean, beer's oh, not healthy, but like, how about the? How about this? I mean, I, I don't. I don't even know if I can get you to do this, Shane. But I don't want to walk. It's not walking. <laughs> okay. You're saying you didn't you just say something healthy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I know I, you hate like broccoli. I hate all. Yeah. yeah. Pe- eat. Pieces of broccoli for every point they went, you know, like that's true torture to cousin Shane is to do something like that. <laughs> Eat something <laughs> healthy. <laughs> Eat a pound of broccoli during the next podcast. Yeah. Hey, let's do that. You know, it's a win-win. Shane gets healthy. If you don't throw up. I'm throwing your uh, Grim Reaper walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if they if, if they do, I'll do something healthy. I'll I'll, I'll do like a pound of broccoli during the uh, during the Sunday show. Let's yeah, do that. I could cook broccoli to where I think no, no, you, no, I think you will no, like. I want to do it raw. I, oh no, yeah. not raw. Yeah, I mean, I just asked to it crunching the whole time. Everybody's like, "What the hell, is Shane eating over there?" Oh, broccoli. No, that would. No. Well, it ain't gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. I got it's, you. It's, I got you. I'm two and zero. Oh. I'm about to go three and zero oh here. <laughs> Michael Kelly gave us uh, 20 bucks because he wanted to up that bazoo. So go dogs again there. Uh, and then Nima said, if Mike, if you cut Shane off one more time, I swear no Buffalo trace. I'm about to put my Dahmer glasses on. <laughs> oh, what a game this is going to be, though, Shane. I, th- you hear I the ambulance? They're listening. They're watching the live pod. You hear it in the background? <laughs> yeah. Tired of your shit, Mike. Ah, I can't believe your shit after after all this uh, fence riding on on Mizzou, and now you're you're backing off it for them them dogs, Shane. I think people are getting caught up. This is what people do, Shane. They they get caught up in oh wow, they beat the hell out of the Florida Gators. Yeah. Well, I knew that was coming. That was my lock of the week. Mm-hmm. I was not not a. I mean, impress. That's not the right word because it's it is impressive, but it's not like I didn't expect that. Right. So I'm not over the moon that you beat a team. That I thought you were going to beat. Now, I'll be over the moon if you whoop Missouri's ass like that. Different, it, you know, it's going to be not easier. That's the wrong word. But you're at home. Yeah. The, the These fans are elite, just like Rusty said. When he, it, it used to be, you know, when this crowd wanted to get elite, it would. Now it's just elite all the time. Right. Because they, they taste those titles. They want more of them. Oh, man. they're Now the Georgia fans, they're like, Professor is on a roll. It's going to yeah. keep it going. <laughs> But I, I just think, Shane, I, I think, you know, this is whole this this whole season, Shane, is Mizzou got something to prove. Yeah. That's what they say. We got something to prove. And I think they got something to prove on Saturday, Shane. I really do. And, and I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all these people bashing Mizzou. And, hell, they, I mean, I don't know if you notice this, Shane, but even when I go on Feinbaum, he sets me up to bash Mizzou, and I won't yeah. do it because they're, they're – they're good. Yeah. And I'm I'm all in just like I'm not to your level, but yeah. I'm close. And I'm a I I'm a true Mizzou man. I am not picking a blowout, brother. I think this go this game could go down to the wire. Uh-huh. I think it's a hell of a game. The problem is, I mean, George Georgia's elite. Yeah. And they got a better roster short of Alabama. 
than anybody. Yeah. Maybe A&M, best five and three all time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it's a four-quarter game. I think Georgia wears them down at the end. So I like Georgia to win 35-24. Mm-hmm. But I really think, like, it's – I think it's a final score that that gets them even that close. So I, yeah. one of my favorites is Mizzou and the spread. Right. I think this is a 28-24 type ball game till the very end. And, uh, I mean, the dogs are elite, no doubt. I will not be stunned at all if Missouri wins this game. Right. So I think you're dead dead wrong with that lock. And I, I think Mizzou is going to give them everything they can handle. I hope they do. Again, I want the havoc. I want – I don't – You hear that? They, there he goes, cutting me off again. <laughs> I swear to God. You, one more time. If we weren't live, I'd whoop that ass. But I'm telling you, Mike, I want Mizzou to win. I really do. I want them to. I want – nobody – it's not fun. It's not fun when there's just one team just beating the shit out of everybody. Right. You know, we said it for a decade about Alabama. Why, why am I going to back off that if it's – unless it's Tennessee Vols, then, you know, that's okay. But – the Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> just constantly going undefeated is not fun. It's like the old Patriots, you know what I'm saying? It's just right. you want you want every Saturday to be a good game. And, you know, what's crazy about this Georgia team is there's been some good games at the start of the season. In fact, if you were Mizzou, you wish you had them week two. You know what I'm saying? Because I really think that would have been a ball game. But Georgia's kind of turned into a, a different chapter and mainly on the defense side of the ball. So to think that that Cook and these guys are just going to have you know wide open open field, it's not going to happen. I think Luther is the ultimate X factor in this game, but they're going to have two three people on him all day long, you know. And yeah. and you've seen like the LSU matchup; he he can he can be removed from a from a game plan. And if that happens, it's going to take one of these other guys stepping up. Mm-hmm. And do you do you have enough confidence in one of those? those guys to take over the game. I just I don't in this matchup. If maybe if it were at home, but it's not. It's it's you know, Georgia, it's a tough it's a tough place to win. Oh yeah. Nima Shane, you know, says if I cut you off again, you're starting your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, I mean I th- I I get what you're saying. Do you? Georgia's good enough to do, are, to. do you understand what I'm saying? Georgia's good enough. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm interrupting you and you see what it's like now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Georgia's good enough to to kind of bracket Luther. Yeah. And then have, even if they dedicate two guys to him and the other nine, not to shut down Mizzou, but to but to hold their own. Right. And I, I screwed up this week, Shane, on the pod. I, I even said, uh, I thought, for some reason, I don't know why I had this in my head, I thought if Georgia lost, they still controlled their destiny in the East. Mm-hmm. If Mizzou wins, they control their destiny. Yeah. And they can win the SEC East. And that's kind of when I decided Georgia's going to win this game. Yeah. Because they ain't going to lose if, you know, they're, they're out of the East. They're mm-hmm. out of the SEC championship. Now, Mizzou could fall down the line, but they're, they're not going to seize control of that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they would have to melt down. You know, Carson Beck would have to have like three picks or something like that. And he's he's getting better and better. Right. And like Rusty said, I mean, great point. Sorry for people on the live show that haven't heard it yet. But you got to remember, he's not played football, meaningful football in three years. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you forget that. And, and now that we're over halfway through, you see, you know, he's, get, he's getting those reps back. He's getting those live throws in. And he's just getting better and better yeah. and better. And if they win this game, just like you say, if they win it big, it's time to give Carson Beck – 
some love for the Heisman Trophy because he may just damn well win it. Because everybody thought when Brock Bowers went down, they said, oh, God, they're in trouble. And they that that is one thing. You know, they they didn't even need Brock Bowers mm-hmm. last week. And they may not need him this week either because they're so damn good. You know what? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just think Mizzou is better, not you, but than most people are getting them credit for. So right. I, I think they really can because they're trying to win this damn East too. Yeah. They're, Georgia's not going to just take it from them. You know, or, or I, I, I think this is a four-quarter game. I really do. Do you think that, uh, I mean, what would be the recipe? Because, you know, I, I look at Mizzou that played LSU. I think LSU's right now the best offense in, in the SEC. And I'm not saying they, you know, bottled them up completely, but, damn, they almost did. You know, there was short of just Daniels taking over that game at the end. I don't I don't know if Beck can do that. So, is there is there a maybe a scenario that that I'm not seeing where where Mizzou does jump on them big at the at the start kind of like a South Carolina cuz that's that's the team I'm comparing it to that South Carolina first half. Right. Is that is that the team that that because they I don't think they can come in here non-aggressive. They got to hit punch them right in the mouth and get this crowd out of it. Right. And uh explosive plays. Yeah. That'll be paramount. That's what Mizzou has added this year that they didn't have in years past. They're they're chucking it deep. Mm-hmm. And these great receivers are coming up with it. And Shane, you know how I love these damn red zone stats. <laughs> how about this, Shane? Yeah. Georgia, dead last in the SEC in touchdowns allowed in the red zone. They're a hundred and twenty fifth in the country in touchdowns allowed in the red zone. Now, in fairness, they're top 10 and fewest opportunities. So yeah. it's not like people are roasting them or anything. Right. But when they're getting down there, they're, they're scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So if Missouri can do that, that's what it takes to beat these elite te- That's you know That's how Tennessee beat Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to convert when you get those opportunities. Capitalize on those opportunities. Don't make mistakes. And I think he – you know, I, I just touted Carson Beck for the Heisman, so I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But – We've not seen him really win a big-time shootout. Yeah. Now, he's come from behind on the road against Auburn. That was very impressive. But that was the Brock Bauer show. And they just couldn't stop him because right. he's such a freak. Uh, now, can he do that against Mizzou? I think he can. But can, can he win a – you know, what if it's a 48-45 back and forth? Kind of like old Aaron Murray games. Yeah. Where you knew if Aaron Murray had the ball, he's going to win you the right. damn game. Uh, can Carson Beck do that? I'm not saying he can't. But we've not seen it. Right. So I, I think that is the recipe for Mizzou to pull off this big upset. Mm. Now, we got one more, Shane. Big-time matchup. Big-time matchup. At night, CBS doubleheader number 14, LSU at number 8, Alabama. Crimson Tide favored by 3, 745 Eastern, 645 Central on CBS over under 61 and a half total points. Bama leads the all-time series 55-27 with five ties. But last year, LSU won in overtime, Shane. LSU won in Tuscaloosa back in 2019. That wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. They've won two of the last four. If they win this one, LSU's won three of the last five. Yeah. I guess Alabama, after not winning for eight, nine years, they're both coming off a bye. They're both rested. LSU's down many guys though, even though they're rested. They've they've had some suffered some tough injuries here, so they're they're hurting on the defensive side. 
Who do you like in the ball game, Shane? Battle for the SEC West potentially. True, buddy. How many times has this been the game of the week? And rightfully so. I think of last year. Last year was phenomenal. Back and forth, back and forth, coming down to the very end. And it feels like this is kind of setting up for part two. You know what I'm saying? Kind right. of like a like a Rocky movie. <laughs> you know, he's been out there working out in the snow and everything, and he's ready to come back. And 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 I, I I'm going round and round on this one myself. You know, I I would I'd be all in on Alabama. Then I'll hear like T Bob coming. I'm like, you know what? He's right. He's got <laughs> LSU here. I like this one. You know and and I keep going back and forth because, again, when I think of these games, I think of scenarios. And one thing that Alabama has not yet faced is a superior, not just a good, but a superior offense. How does how good is this defense? You know, because the first half of the Tennessee game, Tennessee looked like they had a superior offense, and they went up and down the field on them. So, what happens if that's quarter after quarter? You know, there's that potential. Then the other side, you're like, well, this is LSU, and LSU is going to fall short somewhere. They're going to mess up somewhere. It feels like there's like they're a good team, but they're not a great team. And and this offense, yes, they look good, but what happens if something goes wrong? What happens if Daniels has an off day? You know, is there somebody else on this on this roster that's going to step up and help them win? It's tough. It's one thing to win in the in, you know at Death Valley. It's another. To win in T Town, it's it's a it's a tough tough place. We started the start of this season talking about some of the toughest places to play, and you'd be amazed in the last ten years how many times anyone's actually ever won down there in Alabama. It just doesn't happen. Okay, it happened a couple weeks ago. Shots don't ruin it. There you go. She's Louise. Listen to this guy. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, Alabama's taking some steps forward, brother. Yeah, they did true. with Ole Miss. They were supposed to go down there and lose to Texas A&M. They didn't. They were potentially going to lose to Tennessee. They didn't. And they keep getting better and better, mainly Jalen. I think he is starting to come into his own. He's actually a good quarterback. At the start of the season, not a good quarterback. Didn't like him. But it was like, one of those, who else are you going to play? Now, he's the second most efficient quarterback in the SEC and you got to make you got to make a case that he's actually getting better, and he's a hell of a quarterback. He's getting healthy too, and he's actually mobile. So where do we go with this, Mike? You know, is LSU going to win? Alabama going to win? Went round and round, and LSU is going to win this game if it were in Death Valley. Oh, <laughs> but it's not. Rogue Tide, give me Alabama thirty-eight, LSU thirty-one. <laughs> oh man let me tell you why you're wrong shane come on jane daniels jane daniels malik yeah. neighbors mm-hmm. ryan thomas yeah mason taylor mm-hmm. logan diggs maybe the best offensive line in the sec lsu they're confident they're heating up they can't be stopped the king dynasty <laughs> you see Nick Saban's eye shade? I mean, I, I kind of feel bad making fun of him, but I mean, I think he's losing sleep or something. He, he's got a, I don't know, something's, ha- he may, he may only have one eye by Saturday. You know what I mean? Like it's that bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this offense is keeping him up that night. I really do, Shane. I, and, and particularly last season. Yeah. I mean, they were big time favorites in this matchup. They had the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, the future number one pick, and they still got outscored. 
Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't got that this year, Shane. They don't got it. They don't have that star quarterback. They got Jalen Milrow. Well, he's as just as likely to throw it to the other team as he is his own team, mm-hmm. Shane. I just I don't know where you're coming from with that pick, <laughs> Shane. This, if Alabama loses this damn game, Shane, mm-hmm. they will have a dynasty on second place in the SEC West. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm ready for all these Bammers to go to hell, get the hell out of my mentions here. <laughs> By God, if they ever find this physical location, I've, this may be the last <laughs> podcast I ever do. You know what? I mean, this is, I'm right there with T-Bob. I mean, how, how can you not be impressed with Brian Kelly and the job he's done two years in a row, taking this team that looked like garbage week one by the end of the year, got them playing better and better and better. Coming down here to Tuscaloosa, Shane, it's the best offense, maybe the best defense, maybe in the country, not just SEC, in the country, going head-to-head. Last time, have to hear damn Gary Danielson call this game. Cannot wait for this to move off CBS, Shane. Give me LSU 28, Alabama 35. (laughs) Damn it, Shane. I can't, I can't pick against – all they do is they keep it close and they eke a way out, and and they keep getting better and better too. Yeah. And I, I think this game's personal to Saban and Tommy Reese. And, I mean, if they lose this game, Shane, if they lose back-to-back to LSU, mm-hmm. when this is supposed to be this damn dynasty, they got the best roster in the country, allegedly. Uh, they don't, but that's what we all heard. And they lose to another two-loss LSU. Right. This this damn thing's in the trash. I mean, they're they ain't going to the playoff. Mm-hmm. They'll be eliminated by November fourth, second year in a row. Um, yeah, I mean, I gotta go because that's what I, Alabama. Here's what's here's exactly what's going to happen, Shane. LSU is going to come out on fire. They're going to have a lead. They'll probably lead at halftime. I'll be sending out the tweets, decaying dynasty, and then Bama's just going to dominate the second half and break my soul. Yeah. You know that, and, and and we may never hear from T. Bob right. again. He he's done. He, he may go into a ditch on Saturday night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alabama will find a way to do what Alabama does, break the back. And, and maybe if LSU had some – damn near everybody's out in their secondary. Yeah. Their best run stopper, uh, um, Makai Wingo's out. I, I don't think they, they stand a prayer. If, if Alabama's got the ball late and they got to stop them, they, they won't be able to stop them. Right. So that's, that's the difference in the ball game. Give me Alabama to keep their West hopes alive, their playoff hopes alive Saturday night. In Tuscaloosa. But what if this does turn into a shootout? I mean, like you said, LSU, we're both questioning the defense. I mean, up to – I mean, anybody can see this. You know what I'm saying? They can see exactly how bad LSU's defense is. But for as efficient and as good as that offense is, they're never going to be out of a game. And you would think that a shootout would favor LSU because we've not seen Bama have to do that. I hear you, but, uh, I mean, it'd be a different story if, like I said, I mean, LSU's just so bad on defense. Yeah. Now, they need Harold Perkins to take over. You don't got to be elite on defense sometimes. Sometimes you just got to make up some elite plays. Yeah. Strip sacks, interceptions, you know, game-breaking plays. And and I think they're capable. And and they've looked at the last couple weeks. But it was against Army. It was against Auburn. Not great competition. Right. But they, you know, surely they got their confidence up. Alabama does not have a have a great offense. Mm-mm. 
So, yeah, I, I if it is a shootout, I think LSU wins. Yeah. I really do. But I, I wonder how motivated Bama's defense, particularly Saban and Kevin Steele, who may or may not even be calling the plays anymore at this point in time. But they're going to be motivated, I think, to prove something against this offense. This is what this is what they do, Shane. Every time they face one of these offenses that's alleged, except Josh Heupel, <laughs> you know, last year. But when they face one of these elite offenses, they they usually suffocate them and, mm-hmm. and kind of show them what really matters. Defense wins championships, but an offense can win you a game. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think LSU can steal one. I just don't have confidence. If we if we wouldn't have seen Alabama steal a couple games, I'm I'm right there with you. I I would pick LSU to yeah. win this game, but Alabama's just going to squeak. They'll, LSU will probably kick a field goal as time expires, and it'll hit like the cross. You know, it'll <laughs> hit the upright, and they'll miss it, and they'll lose in yeah. just devastating fashion. Oh my gosh, you're back on the bandwagon. I knew it. I knew it. You've been hanging around Feinbaum too much. It'll, it'll suck you back in. I'm trying to get that invite to, to the lake house with Saban and uh, Miss Terry. You know what? That's what I'm eyeing for. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're probably wrong, you know, all of these picks. I, I've never been – this is the least confident I've been on any of the weekends. And I have – I mean, I'm terrible at picks now. So, you can only imagine what, what, what happens this weekend. I don't think any fan base should be upset – that we picked them or picked against them because I just think that's what this is set up for. It's just a crazy weekend, man. Yeah, and we've been dying, Shane, to see some upsets, waiting for it, emergency mm-hmm. podcast. There's been no need to do it. No. Maybe this is the weekend. Yeah. Maybe this is the weekend with so much action. I can't wait for it. So what would be a a storyline? Uh, 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 let's say emergency podcast. Obviously, LSU beating Bama. Yeah. I don't know if that's an emergency. It depends in what fashion. If it's a blowout, I would I'd get behind that. I got several on the docket here. Okay, let's hear them. South Carolina lose to Jackson State. Well, yeah. emergency right there because Beamer, they ain't gonna fire him, but you're gonna start hearing that. Yeah, you know, like God, this guy's in over his head. Mizzou beating Georgia, Arkansas oh. beating Florida. I think that's an emergency, really, because it's a freak out. Because it's one side, now we got hope. Maybe we're buying back in. The other side, what in the hell are we doing here with Billy Ball? You know, yeah. that that's an emergency. Uh, you nailed it. Mizzou, Mizzou beats Georgia. That's the biggest emergency of all. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it's, you know, realistic. Yeah. Uh, I may even do one if A and M beats Ole Miss. Because like, yeah, and it may just be me thirty minutes laughing at Lane Kiffin. You know what I mean? Like that would be that. That to me, I think it's going to be a great game. But I just I have no faith in Jimbo to to win a big game, especially on the road. And and yeah, of course LSU. Well, we'll just do live power rankings, but I'll call it the Gang Dynasty. Yeah. Bam. You know what I mean? Like damn near every one of these games, yeah. Shane has, has got emergency podcast potential. I, I really see. I see. Emerge- obviously, big upset. I'm looking at the scores here. Uh, I think, I mean, A&M over Ole Miss is is a big one, which I <laughs> which I predicted. But Florida and Arkansas, I don't know if you can get emergency podcast short of somebody getting fired after that game. South Carolina obviously losing. That would be a big one. Mizzou winning. Um, Mississippi State maybe a fire after that one. I mean, if Kentucky just steamrolls them. and then Or if Kentucky gets her ass whooped. Well, yeah. You know? Maybe we're gonna start here, yeah. but here it's four four point five. 
you know, it's, it just depends on the nature of the game and what happens after. I just don't think if yeah, Kentucky get, wins by six, you're going to have an emergency, or Mississippi State wins by six, you wouldn't want to have an emergency podcast over that. Fire Mark Stoops. You just want to have an emergency what podcast. We're getting, we're getting <laughs> the end of the season. You just want to fit it in, you know? How about this comment from B-Man Turbo, Shane? If Missouri convincingly beats Georgia, yeah, emergency broccoli cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, absolutely god i hate broccoli (laughs) exactly so that i was power ranking shitty vegetables Mm -hmm. it'd be up there peas is number one for me i don't really yeah i can't stand peas i I, in fact it would be a no-go just because i hate them that bad wow but peas broccoli then mushrooms Mm. that order i feel you on that yeah Okay. Mushrooms are, you know what I hate about mushrooms? What's that? Is is they 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 trick you, you know? Like you get a pizza, and you're like, oh, this pizza is good, and then all of a sudden you're like, it's a mushroom. Or you're at hibachi, and you're like, oh, I got one piece of chicken left, it's a mushroom. You know, <laughs> it's like I get the flavor I side feel like of it. Right? Happened to you in your past to where you're like, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's the texture. I just don't I don't like the squishiness of it. But and then peas are just garbage. Like a mushroom broke your heart or something yeah. somehow or some way. Peas were probably like. Like, God put them here, and be, he was like, you're not supposed to eat those. You know, he's like, you know, that's what I'm imagining. Like, people eat those? You know, that's for the animals, you know? Anima says, your doctor's rooting for Mizzou. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. It may save my life. You know? Exactly. Mizzou sa- may save my life. All right, brother, anything else before we hop off the line? No. Uh, storyline? Any quick storyline real quick? I mean, unfortunately, I, and I hate to even bring this up, Shane, because you know how we hate this, yep. but if the games play out the way we envision, the East is locked up, essentially. I think they still have to beat Ole Miss to lock it up, Georgia mm-hmm. does, or, or Tennessee, uh, but they're going to be favored in, in both. Yeah. Uh, and Alabama will just take them. I don't think they lock it up, but they damn near, they, they may as well. Let me bring up their schedule real quick. So, uh, yeah, otherwise... <laughs> Unless Kentucky and Auburn beats Alabama, then they they will have locked up the West. So, I mean, that's going to be the storyline. We got Bama. We got Georgia in the SEC championship. Uh, but, you know, before we get there, we'll have Ole Miss uh, at Georgia. That'll be one hell of a game. Tennessee, Mizzou. That's, yeah. That'll be – I mean, that, it's it'll set up some big games next week, but I think the biggest storylines are going to just gonna be the damn SEC championship decided – couple days into November. Yeah. I think mine would be obviously Ole Miss, that that game. Uh, Lane Kiffin dropping that one. Yeah. And uh, and, and maybe even more co- Jimbo winning some confidence back from the boosters and the fan base. I mean, he's still got a long way to go, but putting games like that under your belt, that, that shows us, hey, you know, maybe, maybe we are in something here. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for it, buddy. Well, I appreciate you. As always, appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, especially those on the live show, we really do appreciate that. Uh, but we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> See you guys. Go balls. Broccoli's like little trees, though. You know? <laughs> I just don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. It's like celery. Have you ever done celery? Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.